0: I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because that it was said of some that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and of some that Elijah had appeared, and of others that one of the old prophets was risen again. And Herod said, John I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. Luke chapter 9 verses 6 through 9. While John the baptizer lived, he prophesied that there was one who would come after him, who would be greater than him. His ministry was to prepare the way or to set the stage for this greater ministry and work of God that was coming. John had no delusions of grandeur. In fact, what was true of him that no one but Jesus really saw was then attributed to Jesus after John's execution, Jesus was said to be John raised from the dead, then said to be Elijah the prophet. You see, the reason this was assumed was because that there was an ancient prophecy among the Jews that before the Messiah would appear to judge the world of sin, Elijah would return to the earth to warn of it and to prophesy and to prepare the people for the appearing of Of the kingdom of God. This is who many thought that Jesus was. Of course, they had it all wrong, as humanity trusting in its own understanding often does. Because Jesus himself had told his followers that this prophecy had been fulfilled through John. That he came in the spirit or character of Elijah. That he had warned and prophesied and prepared the way. Yet he got no credit for it. In fact, he died alone, in a prison, for fulfilling his mission. Yet while he was being condemned by men, he was being commended by heaven. As Jesus himself made the public statement that there was never a greater prophet born to woman than was John the Baptist. That statement, never heard by John himself while he lived, is now recorded in scripture for all of history to hear and to believe it. Think about that. Stop looking at the story from the outside the way you've always seen it. Think about it from the placement of those who lived it. May we have their level of faithfulness and humility, because John never looked to be number one. From the beginning, he knew that he was setting the stage for those who were coming after him. He gave his all. He fulfilled his mission. He preached what God gave him with power and with passion. Almost no one believed that he was who he was. And after he died, the one thing that God had attributed to him was then said of Jesus instead of him. That John was not the fulfillment of the return of Elijah. That Jesus was. Though this was entirely inaccurate. What humility this man, who preached in the wilderness, possessed. What power and grace God entrusted to him. He spent most of his life in the lowest and most difficult wilderness on earth preparing for a ministry that would only last a few months and would seem all but pointless in the moment, but in reality would change the world. I think that we could all learn from John today to simply seek and listen and trust and obey, to not seek attention, validation, the highest seat, or big stages, to release what you are given and point men to Jesus, to preach repentance, no matter who likes it, even if you don't get the big crowds, even if it gets you put in a prison cell, to be okay when men don't see what God put within us. To be okay even when others get the credit. To care more about God's approval than man's opinion of you. To be willing to give up the grandeur of Jerusalem for the lowest wilderness on earth. If that's what it takes to find your purpose. To give all until we give out to desire to be commended by heaven more than by the masses, even if we don't live to see it, this side of eternity. To know that God knows our story and will tell it in full at the great white throne judgment. But even if he doesn't, to still be pleased that you got to announce and help your king. Lord, help us all to aspire, to desire, to have a ministry like John the Baptist did, a ministry of humility, power, precision, and purpose. Let us fulfill our role and calling in the story of our Jesus, not try to make him a prop in ours, like the Pharisees did. Today and henceforth, let us choose to seek the Lord and to obey him. And let men commend men as they see fit. I am more concerned with the validation of heaven. Lord, may we be humble like John the Baptist. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 18 says this, For it is not he that commends himself that is approved, but he whom the Lord commends. And I think the implication is, of course, those that are approved by heaven. The only approval that really matters. Because the attention of men is very fleeting, very fickle, and ever-changing. But oh, to be loved and held in trust by the very hands that hung the stars in the heavens. That spins galaxies in motion. That put the water in the oceans that created the complexity of everything that ever was and that has a purpose, a place, and a destiny for us in what's to come. Knowing who God is gives us the assurance that we need to have confidence in every trial and season of our life, but more than that, loving him gives us the peace and the strength to be all right, even if we have to sacrifice. Because that's what love does. That's what he did for us. That's what he came to teach us. Not just in word, but by demonstration. O believer, lay down this selfish, counterfeit notion of Christianity. It's antichrist. It's the opposite of what we see in scripture. It's more the work of Herod than of Jesus, John the Baptist, the disciples, and the early apostles. Do not desire to be seen, desire for men to see Jesus. You see, what I love the most about this story is what we read in our opening passage. Herod said of John the Baptist, more or less, that I know this man is not him because I already beheaded him, but if he is being compared to him, then I want to see him. Oh Lord, if our life could make others desire to see our Christ with their own eyes, then have we not done the greatest work that could ever be expected? And more than that, this wasn't even said by the masses. It was said by John's enemy, a man that John had rebuked openly for his sins. My friend, it is humility, sincerity, selflessness, integrity, that gets through to the hard-hearted and the prideful. It's these things that are remembered by history and are even recorded in the Bible. So, Lord, today we repent of a desire for vainglory, for being influenced by the culture. You see, when Jesus entered Jerusalem with his disciples and they walked past the temple and they pointed to it and told Jesus, you know, look at it, look how beautiful, look how big and fancy this building. It's magnificent, isn't it? Jesus replied to them, there is not one stone here that will be left upon another. In other words, I'm going to destroy it. You see, what men were commending and admiring and looking up to in that moment was a temple that had been rebuilt and beautified by a previous Herod, the very one that tried to kill Christ at his birth and had ordered the death of countless numbers of children A wicked man with blood on his hands. Yes, he had built a beautiful church, but God's spirit couldn't even indwell it. It was too full of pride, decadence, rebellion, selfishness, excess, Hellenistic, heathenistic, wicked, world system masquerading as the church of God. An antichrist spirit in disguise. Jesus said, I'll tear it down, and I'll put my spirit in new houses. Humble, simple, unexpected. Fishermen, tax collectors, delivered prostitutes and reformed zealots. My friend, don't be too soul on the way things appear. God doesn't look after the outward, but the inward. He looks upon the heart. He looks for faith. He looks for selflessness, humility, for those who love him with their whole heart, their whole life, their every breath and action, not just with their lips, their words, not for the applause of men or for trumpets to be blown before them like the hypocrites did in Jerusalem. Jesus went out and found his true church in Bethlehem in Galilee, and in the wilderness. Lord, help us to see the reality of the gospel message, to lay aside the lies that we've been sold by a spirit of antichrist. The very spirit that was jealous of Jesus beheaded John the Baptist, pursued the disciples and the early apostles to the point that John even questioned for a moment if Christ was even really the Messiah at all. It's so different than what we think it should be. But that's why it takes faith to believe. So Lord, today we ask by the power of your Spirit that you would come and reveal yourself to us. Just as Jesus did to John the Baptist, even from the womb he could feel that you were the one, that this was something different than anything anyone had ever experienced. Lord, we need to know who you are in these last days, that we might truly represent your word, your message, and your heart to the unsaved. Because for far too long, we've been preaching the message of the culture from that fancy temple in Jerusalem. But I hear you in the spirit walking past it again as men worship it and say there will not be one stone left upon another. I'm gonna tear it all down. It's all gonna burn. Let it go. Come and follow me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light, but it takes a leap of faith that's gonna cost you your life. Everything you think you know, you'll have to sacrifice. Just like John did. He gave everything, Jesus, help us to see what he did. Give us new vision and eyes to see the kingdom of God in all of its truth, glory, majesty, and righteousness, cause us to be born again even from this very moment, baptized, everything we think we know, crucified, a fresh start, children of God. Let us be willing to sit in our wilderness, to be obedient to your teachings and instructions, and to go where you lead us. Whether you call us to preach in palaces or in prisons, John the Baptist preached in both of them. And he did it with humility and with power. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.